Hi, this is David. Eating right is often hard these days, but eating better is easy with Factor's ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. With Factor, there's no prep and no mess. Their meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Plus, Factor is less expensive than takeout, and you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. What are you waiting for? Discover Factor's wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash living50 and use code living50 to get 50% off. That's code living50 at factormeals.com slash living50 to get 50% off. Thank you. Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Self-Investment by Orson Sweat Martin, published in 1911. The average person is capable of independence and self-reliance, yet comparatively few people ever develop their ability to stand alone. It is so much easier to lean, to trail, to follow somebody else, to let others do the thinking and the planning and the work. One of the worst faults of the typical person is that if they do not possess commanding talents in some particular direction, they usually do not think it worthwhile to make the most of what they have. Do not think that, just because you are not a born leader, you are a born follower. A lack of great commanding qualities of leadership is no reason why you should not cultivate what you have. We never know what resources or possibilities of strength are ours until we put our powers to the test. Many a person has proved themselves a great leader who did not seem to be so naturally, who showed at first very little evidence of self-reliance. Leaders do not copy. They do not reflect the opinion of the majority. They think, they create, they make their own program and carry it out. How few people stand for anything in particular. The majority are merely so many individuals in the census. They help make a little larger crowd. But how few of us stand above or beyond our fellow citizens and are self-sufficient. Almost everybody you see is leaning on something or somebody. Some lean on their money, 
some on their friends, some depend on their clothes, their pedigree, their social standing. But how seldom do we see someone who stands fair and square on their own feet, who goes through life on their own merits, and is self-reliant and resourceful. In later life we never quite forget those who have allowed us to lean upon them, for we know that it has deprived us of our birthright. A child is not satisfied when a parent shows them how to do a certain thing, but watch the joy on a child's face, when by actually doing it, they have conquered the thing themselves. This new sense of conquest is an added power that has increased their self-confidence and self-respect. A college education does not develop practical faculties. It merely furnishes the worker with their tools we must learn by practice how to wield them skillfully. It is the school of hard knocks that develops character and brings out the success material in you. The greatest service a teacher can render a pupil is to train them to depend upon themselves, to trust their own powers. If the child does not practice self-reliance, the adult will be a weakling, a failure. One of the greatest delusions that a person could ever have is that they are permanently benefited by continued assistance from others. Power is the goal of every worthy ambition. Power is self-developed, self-generated. We cannot increase the strength of our muscles by sitting in a gymnasium and letting another exercise for us. Nothing so destroys the power to stand alone as the habit of leaning upon others. If you lean, you will never be strong or original. Stand alone or bury your ambition to be somebody in the world. The parent who tries to give their children a start in the world so that the child will not have to struggle as hard as they had to, is unknowingly bringing disaster upon them. What the parent calls giving them a start will probably give them a setback in the world. Young people need all the motive power they can get. They are naturally leaners, imitators, copiers, and it is easy for them to develop into echoes imitations. They will not walk alone while you furnish crutches. They will lean upon you just as long as you will let them. It is self-help, not pulls or influence. Self-reliance, not leaning upon others, that develops stamina and strength. Did you ever think how many of the people you know are just waiting for something? Many of them do not know just what, but they are waiting for something. They have an indefinite idea that somehow, something is coming to them. That there will be some fortunate conjunction of circumstances, or something will happen which will make an opening for them, or someone will help them, so that without very great education or preparation or capital, 
they can get a start for themselves or get ahead some way. I have never known a person who had this habit of waiting for help or for somebody to give them a boost, of waiting for somebody's money or for assistance of any kind or for luck to come to them that ever really amounted to much. It is the person who strips themselves of every prop, who throws away their crutches, burns their bridges behind them, and depends upon themselves that wins. Self-reliance is the key that opens the door to achievement. Self-reliance is the unfolder of power. There is nothing that will so undermine self-confidence which is the very foundation stone of all achievement, has the habit of expecting help from others. The moment you give up trying to get help from others and become independent and self-reliant, you will start on the road to success. The moment you throw overboard all help outside of yourself, you will develop strength you never before realized you possessed. There is nothing so valuable in this world as your own self-respect. And you cannot keep this if you go from one person to another trying to get help. You will be an infinitely stronger man or woman if you will just make up your mind that you are going to rely upon yourself, that you will put yourself in a position of independence. Outside help may seem to you a blessing at times, but it is usually a curse because of its crippling power. People who give you money are not your best friends. Your friends are those who urge you, who force you to depend upon yourself, to help yourself. There are plenty of people older than you are, with only one leg or one arm, who manage to earn a living, while you who are healthy and physically able to work are looking to others for assistance. No able-bodied person can feel that they are quite a success while they are dependent. When one has a trade, a profession, or some kind of occupation which makes you absolutely independent, you will feel a sense of added power resourcefulness, completeness, which nothing else can give. Responsibility discovers ability. Many a person discovers themselves for the first time when they go into business for themselves. They might have worked years for somebody else without ever finding themselves. For it is not possible to develop one's utmost possibilities while working for somebody else. There is simply not the motive, the same reach of ambition or enthusiasm. No matter how conscientious one may be to duty, there is not the same stimulus or incentive to bring out your highest potential. The best in you is your independence, your self-reliance, your originality, and these will never reach their highest expression under service to somebody else 
while human nature remains what it is now. It does not take a great amount of skill, a long experience in seamanship to steer a ship in calm waters. It is when the ocean is lashed into fury by the tempest. It is when the ship is plowing through the sea which threatens to engulf it, when everybody else is terrified, when there is a panic on board among the passengers, and when the crew is in mutiny, that the captain's seamanship is tested. It is only when the brain is tested to its utmost, when every bit of ingenuity and sagacity you possess must come to the rescue of a possible failure, that you will develop your greatest strength. Where there is no struggle, there is no growth, no character. It is the exercise of a faculty that makes it strong. It is the struggle to attain that brings out this stamina. I do not believe it is possible for anyone to put forth the same amount of exertion, to struggle with the same exasperation of purpose as when you feel that all outside help has been cut off, that you must stand or fall by your own exertion, that you must make your own way in the world. There is something about this situation of being thrown absolutely upon one's own resources, with no possibility of outside help, that calls out the greatest, grandest thing in you, that brings out the last reserve of effort. Just as a mighty emergency, a great fire or other catastrophe, calls out powers which the victim never before dreamed they possessed. Necessity always has been the spur which has whipped humanity up to the greatest levels of achievement. We never know what is in us until we are put to the test, until some great crisis undercovers the hidden power, which lies so deep in our beings that no ordinary occasion can call it out. It responds only in emergencies in desperation, because we do not know how to reach deep enough in the great within of ourselves to lay hold of it. Self-reliance has been the best substitute for friends, influence, capital, a pedigree, or assistance. It has mastered more obstacles, overcome more difficulties, carried through more enterprises, perfected more inventions than any other human quality. The person who can stand alone, who is not afraid of difficulties, who does not hesitate before obstacles, who believes in their own inherent power to do things, they are the one who will win. Too many of us are afraid to do things or to have convictions. We do not dare to do our own thinking or to be positive. We must trim a little here and a little there so as not to antagonize. We put out feelers to see how others stand and whether they agree with us before we dare assert what we think. 
and then our opinion is merely a modification of their own. There is something in human nature which loves the genuine, the true, the person who has an opinion of their own and dares to assert it, who has a creed and dares to live it, who has convictions and dares to stand by them. We only feel contempt for the person who does not dare to show themselves, to express their opinion until they know ours, for fear they may run counter to them or offend us. The individual we respect and would imitate is the one who fixes their aim beyond the range of the narrow vision of those about them, who has the courage and the grit to stand forth and do their duty regardless of criticism. Such a person is not disheartened because they are not understood, for they know that it is only the long-sighted who can see their target, that if they take a long view. Their object must invariably be invisible to most of those about them. 